Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Something a little bit different today. We've got access to the studio here at our Bloke and Bar Studio. So we're going to go through uh, our draft review this week, round five. Uh, go through what went right, what went wrong, where what sort of direction we're hitting over the next few weeks. If you've been following this on the podcast, uh, you'll know that every week we go through our side, you know, what went well, what went poorly, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and what we're building towards as well. This episode brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Very lucky to be in here for this one. Something different for YouTube. If you're enjoying this, come over to the podcast uh, and, and you can listen to it normally there. Might try and do this more often here in the studio so you can watch on YouTube. Uh, my draft team on the weekend had a loss. Uh, pretty tough one to swallow, to be honest with you. A game that I thought I'd win. Um, the bloke that I was versing, Tommy, he had a couple of really good matchups. Nico Hines was one that I was worried about all weekend uh, he did captain him so he ended up with 234 points there look I scored a lot of tries this weekend so I thought I'd do a lot better than what I did as I said very disappointing week I did captain Ryan Pappenhausen he was on 39 at half time then jumped to 41 and then finished the game on 39 so very unlike Pappy did end up losing this game by about 30 points so a real kick in the dick had a couple of injuries Matty Tomoko he went off injured Nat Butcher he went off injured so uh, a game that I think I was pretty unlucky to lose but realistically uh, I've been on the winning end of a heap of these sort of games so can wear that occasionally still not fun when it happens though let's be perfectly honest here my team though I actually had a really good week I scored 768 which isn't a great score but considering how poorly my captain went and the injuries 
pretty crazy. My week started in an insane manner. You, you and Aiken, he scored a try. He scored 94. Scott Drinkwater, he absolutely brained it for the Cowboys. He's looking like a real point of difference player for me over the next few weeks. I'm assuming he's going to keep that fullback jersey. Might be a little bit biased there, but I think he's a really good shot too. He scored 94 points. So I had back-to-back 94s. Then the Katoni Stag show kicked off on Friday night. I'm so glad to see him back in form. I actually wouldn't have played Stags if Cooler was playing, to be honest with you, because Cooler got ruled out. It meant that I played Katoni Stags. And what a bounce back, 108 points. He was incredible, Katoni Staggs. It's really got me excited for the rest of the season. I was actually so confident that Staggs and Selwyn weren't going to bounce back that I picked up Jordan Piera during the week in the hope that Selwyn would get dropped because these two just seem to be lacking confidence. What a bounce back, 108 points. So at this point, I'm three players in, 94, 94, 108. I mean, if that was your classic team, you'd be over the moon with that. That was my draft team. So I started the week thinking... Honestly, with with a three, essentially three hundreds or an average of a hundred points in my first three players with a Ryan Papenhaus in my team, I can't lose this. To Tom's credit, his team went pretty well. Josh Curran, ninety-two. Jesse Arthur's eighty. Uh, Nanai was his letdown at thirty. Rhea Hargraves went fifty-seven. Jerome Hughes ninety-one. He just kept every time I scored tries, he scored a try. It was like a game of tennis. It was ridiculous. Uh, on the Roosters game, I, I actually decided to, and this was a bit of a costly move by me. Uh, shout out to Steve from the Supercoach Playbook and Natty from the Weekly Rubdown, who told me I was a dickhead for making this move, and right they were. I actually got a little bit rattled by Olakowatu's low scores last week, so I actually benched him for this game. And of course, he scored 83 points. Scored a try at the end to score 83. A real stinger. I decided to go with the upside of Satili Tupanua and Nat Butcher and Britton Nakora. Now, Britton Nakora scored 61. Satili Tupanua scored a try and got 62. He also le- left another try out there. If he would have scored that, he would have outscored Olakowatu. But still with a try, he was 20 points short of Olakowatu. Nat Butcher, he scored 40 in 40 minutes, essentially. Absolutely love the Nat Butcher pickup. Got him off the waiver wire a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the pickups of the season. So 62 from Tupanua, Nat Butcher 40. Uh, if I should have played Ola Kawachi, that was a mistake that I will not be making again. Kevin Naguama also had him. He had 34 points. Wasn't overly impressive. Did some good things, uh, but wasn't overly impressive, let's be honest here. So interesting to see how long he lasts in that team. We then got to the Melbourne Storm versus the Canberra Raiders. And Matty Tomoko had a very quiet start at 11. A few drop balls and whatnot. Got injured, though, so he missed out on the rest of that game. So at that point, I was a little bit nervous because once I had Butcher ruled out and Tomoko only played half games. I got 40 points combined from them. I would have anticipated for me to at least get 80 out of them at absolute minimum. Uh, and I think I would have got well and truly over that realistically. So that rattled me a little bit. The Ryan Pappenhausen, as I said, captaining him. I just can't believe how quiet he was in the second half. It's like he wasn't out there. He was involved. He was floating around the right sort of spots, but he just couldn't make it count on the scoreboard. In saying that, it's not gonna ha- that's not going to happen all that much to Ryan Pappenhausen. He is a freakish player. Uh, you know, scored a 194 the other day, which was great. you got to take the good with the bad sometimes, and if I'm going to enjoy those real highs of Papier, I've, I've got to cop this occasionally. It's very rare from him, uh, but definitely disappointing when Hughes on the other side of the park was braining it for Tom. Scored 91 points, scored that last try, which was a real stinger. 
I then got to Saturday night. I had the Rabbitohs. My only player there from the Rabbitohs Dragons game was Lachlan Ilias. He played really well. He only scored 39. I sort of thought that Ilias was going to be a 45 to 55 kind of guy once he got out of this tough run to start the season. I'm starting to wonder if that'll be the reality. He obviously had a triassist at the end of the game to only finish on 39. A little bit disappointing, but he is a dual position guy, dual position halfback 5'8". So I'm going to give Ilias a few more weeks to see how he goes. Drink water, having him in my side definitely makes it a little bit easier, but I still need a halfback at the end of the day, and I think South Draw over the next few weeks is going to be very interesting. I also think that we've just heard in the last 20 minutes or so that looks like Latrell Mitchell, he's going to be out for a little bit longer than what was first anticipated. Looks like Origin 1 could be in a bit of Barney Rubble for him, so that'll mean that Blake Taff will play fullback. Now, Ilias and Taff have got a really good combination. They've played together for a very, very long time, so I'm hoping that these two as a combo together can really help Ilias and really lift his confidence uh, moving forward. So happy to hold on to him uh, for, for a while there. Just there's probably not much else better that's on offer realistically. Uh, Britton Akora scored a try, got 61. Haven't quite had a look at his base stats yet, but... Uh, the try that he scored would have only got him 17, realistically. So, Nakora just typing him up now to have a look at how he actually went. So, his base stats, uh, his scores aren't up for this week yet on Supercoach Stats. They'll be up later in the week for me to have a look at. But Britton Nakora, 61 with a try. Not great, but the try was only worth 17. The thing with Britton Nakora is that he's probably better off in the wet and in the rain. That's where he does a heap of work. That's what he's done the last few weeks. So, I'm sort of going to have to rely on him to score tries. So, he might be matchup dependent realistically for me. So, Olakowatu definitely puts himself in front of Britton Nakora. Sharks team's going well, but he's like he scored a try on the weekend, but it was off a kick and it was a bit all over the place. He isn't really in those spots yet for Nico Hines to, to put him through holes. It looks like the left back back rower spot is looking a bit more likely to score tries on. But Nakora, happy to hold him. One that I was really happy with that probably won't really matter to many other people was Max King, uh, 52. If I can get a 52 or a 45 every week out of my one front row forward, I'll be stoked. Uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast before and you're just tuning into this for the first time, what I do with my draft team at the moment, I'm only one running with one front rower. There's just, there's so many of them on the waiver wire, but they're all shit house. So I'd rather just run with an AE, not deal with it. Eventually a good front rower will pop up and I'll grab them and I'll run with them. But until then, I'm not going to waste a spot on them. Makes my VCs and all that sort of stuff a little little bit complicated and you could argue uh, that it maybe cost me a win on the weekend because I could have taken Scott Drinkwater's 94 as a VC but I didn't anticipate Pappy to go sub 50 so that's sort of what I do with my front row forward so I just take an AE unfortunately this week my AE was Matty Tomoko who got injured the other guys on my bench did really well Olakowatu 83 Brad Schneider 65 so if, if a few different things would have gone my way this week could have been a very different result but you got to wear those Jeremy Marshall King played close to 80 minutes off the dome, played about 73 minutes, so happy with that. He scored 49, essentially all in base stats, no real attacking stats for him against the Penrith Panthers. And then Isaac Targo uh, scored 46, scored the first try, had it taken off him. You know, if his foot wouldn't have touched the sideline there, you're looking at probably a 70-point game from Targo. So, can wear a 46, not ideal, but as a CTW, if that's his absolute floor, uh, I'm more than happy to wear that. He had about four knock-ons just going into contact that if he would have held them, uh, you know, would have been two points for over an eight-metre run. You know, then you take away the points that he lost. You're probably looking at about a 56 score if he just holds on to those, ball, those balls. So, Tago, not concerned with him at all. I know he's going to be a gun for me moving forward uh, and he's going to be a vice captain and captain option every week pending matchups having a quick look 
at my game next week in round six. It's going to be interesting. I'm playing Kurt. Uh, I'm sure he'll watch or listen to this. I hope you're doing well, Kurt. He's actually got Tommy Turbo at his, as his number one pick, who, of course, is out this week. I thought it would be great for me to have Cooler. It looks like Cooler won't be back for a few weeks. But when I have a look at my matchups heading into round six, they're not ideal. I already know that the Melbourne Storm, they play the Cronulla Sharks. So once again, not great for Pappy. Uh, that's not to say that he can't do well there, but I would obviously rather a better matchup for Ryan Pappenhausen than the Cronulla Sharks, the best defensive side in this competition as it stands right now. So I'm going to have to have a look around as far as my VC and captain options go. Straight away, Scott Drinkwater on Thursday night taking on the Canberra Raiders. Looks pretty juicy there as a VC, scoring 94 on the weekend. I don't think he's going to score 94 every week, but I'll back him to go 60-plus against the Canberra Raiders. I've also got Lachlan Ilias against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Don't mind him. He's improving every week. Uh, Canterbury, I'll have Jeremy Marshall King and Max King. They'll do a job for me. Uh, Katoni Staggs, he takes on the Penrith Panthers this week. Uh, not ideal, but did well against the Sydney Roosters, so probably not a guy I'm confident enough to VC or captain after one week. Targo, on the other hand, taking on the Broncos. I do think the Penrith Panthers at the moment, they're the best side in this competition, and that left edge is just humming. So Targo could look at him. Uh, I'll have to run my eye over that matchup and see how we go. The Manly Seagulls play the Gold Coast Titans. I will have Olakowatu, so he's definitely a guy that I could consider running a captaincy against. This one is at Brookvale Oval, so a huge win there for me. So Ola Kawatu, he'll be a guy I'll seriously consider against the Gold Coast Titans. Got the Melbourne Storm and the Sharkies. Uh, this is a game that Britton Nakora could do reasonably well in. Obviously, it's going to be a tight game. Defense is going to matter. He's going to have to do a heap of work. It's down there at Amy Park, so I'll check the weather. If it's raining down there, I think Britton Nakora probably comes into my side to start. Pappy, he's, you know, he's my first choice captain every week in a tough matchup like this, though. I'm going to have to look around at all the options. I don't know if I can back him in, especially after after a low score last week. Then we got the Sydney Roosters taking on the Warriors. I've got a couple of chooks here. Kevin Naguama, Nat Butcher, Satili Tupanua. We're hoping that Nat Butcher gets named. Obviously, went off with a HIA in the game against the Brisbane Broncos. It's on Sunday, so it is a pretty long turnaround, so you'd like to think he will be okay. He's another guy that I would consider as a captain option. He'll base stat me 55 to 60. Then if he can get one attacking stat, we're flying. Also got Ewan Aiken in this side. Roosters are a pretty tough matchup. Uh, thinking about it now, though, you will have him on on the left edge. That means he'll be running at the Roosters' right edge. Uh, so that's running at Nat Butcher and them. I'd, ideally, I'd rather Aiken running at Sam Walker and Satili Tupanua, but I still think he can get a decent score there. Then we got the Dragons and the Newcastle Knights. I do not have a single player from either of these sides, so a game that doesn't matter to me. And then the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers, who I also don't have a single player in. So all of my Supercoach draft players, they will be done this week on Saturday night. So that will be a very nervous Sunday for me. Essentially, watching Kurt try and chase me down on whatever points I have. Uh, as much as it's a loss this week, what does that bring our record to? I think that gives us an even record, maybe three and two. Uh, we're not doing too bad. We are the overall top point scorer in the competition, and that's what matters when it comes to for and against as well. So happy with the direction we're going in, considering how poorly my captain went this week. Yeah, we're sitting with a record of three and two. So still got a winning record. Uh, the guy coming first has four and a one, four and one, and we're the best of the three and two teams. So uh, it has been a little bit matchup dependent. I've got a little bit unlucky to start the season. But as I said at the start, uh, it comes around, goes around there. Points scored, yeah, we're sitting on top with 3,880. 
3,895 points. Uh, next best is 3,800. So we've got about 95 points on second place. So sitting pretty there. Going to have a look at the waiver wire this week. Don't know what changes I will make. I'll probably let Jordan Pierre go. Was holding onto him last week, expecting Stags and Cobo to go quiet again. Uh, and then maybe Pierre could have landed outside Stags. See what's happening with Corey Oates. He looks like he could be carrying an injury. So maybe Pierre does come in. We'll see how that one plays out. But outside of that, uh, the rest of my team, I think I'll be holding them realistically. Going to keep going with my front row forward experiment. Um, Cooler, I'm going to hold him. I think there'll be upside in him later. Schneider's still got a few more weeks in him as halfback if he doesn't hold on to that spot. 65 points on the weekend for Schneider. Unreal stuff. Tomoko, hopefully he's not injured. Even if he is, I'm not going to drop him. He's an absolute weapon. And yeah, my, my big hope, my big watch over the next few weeks is hoping that Scott Drinkwater holds on to that fullback spot. If he does, uh, I'm really confident on my team moving forward. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.